Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. When to correct, when to talk, when to discipline, it's all in there. Amen. Um, ever since we were on Goodman Road, um, Pastor King, he started teaching on the assignment. I think he stopped, picked it back up. Then we moved over here. He deviated for a while, and then he picked up the assignment again. It's kind of like we can't get away from the assignment. And I don't know about some of you all, but it makes me, every time I hear it, it makes my antenna go up because there are some of us out here, not all of you, but some of us, who, when it comes to purpose, when it comes to destiny, you're just kind of wondering you know, where am I? You almost feel like you're, even in a crowd of people, you feel like you are alone. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And so some of us are late bloomers, but better to bloom than not to bloom. <laughs> Amen. And so today I'm, I'm going to, because when my husband talks or when I hear people in general, and he will say sometimes, hear everything. Well, that's my personality. I, I, I listen to things that people don't say. I listen intently, especially when something of, is of interest to me. When I read, I remember it. I just, that is my personality. And so when he's teaching on the assignment and can't seem to get off, my thing is, God, why is it so hard for us to be on assignment? What is it? What's the problem? Why can't we, you know, we go to school, you read a lesson or two, you give an assignment, you do it. I mean, that's how we were trained all through our life. In school, you go to school, you learn, you have assignments. So what is so hard? And so today we're going to talk about some things because some of us, we're on assignment, and for some reason there are. We have decided to take a detour. We have decided to go the scenic route. We pulled onto the shoulder. We stuck in traffic. We had an accident. Hit a pothole. The cars quit altogether. And at that point, sometimes you just got to get out and start walking and find it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, because if we're not on assignment, how are we going to help other people to find their assignment? As he was talking about repair today, if we don't know how to repair people, if we are not repaired, how we're going to repair people. I'm going to tell you a little situation. Um, our home is about 40-something years old, and uh, there have been times when, due to maybe school zoning, just different reasons, Pastor King and I have gone and looked at different houses, and we've been in South Haven about 15 years, and we thought at times maybe we shouldn't have been in South Haven, maybe Hernando Center here, wherever. We've gone and looked at different houses and everything, uh, sometimes for school, and then sometimes for personal, you know, if it's a newer home or whatever. And when they tell us the price of these homes and down pavement, we look at each other like it's not that serious. So we just stay on Joe and Drive. So, um, and this while back, my husband came. He said, you know what? I'm going to let you get that carpet off of that floor and put you some hard wood down. And you all, I was, we were out of town. We were in, in Nashville. And so my son had sent me a picture and I could wait to get home and see my hardwood floors. 
And I walked in, and I looked at them, and I was so pleased. And, you know, I realized something. God showed me something in that. Because at that point, we're not looking at houses anymore. All I can think about now is, is one project after another. My floors, stuff done in my kitchen, some painting has gotten done. In other words, at this point, I'm repairing and restoring what I already have. So it's no more looking because our theme scripture in Isaiah 58 doesn't tell us to go make new. It said to restore and to repair. So when you meet people and they tell you their lot in life, they can't go be another person. Whatever they have to deal with, we got to deal with it and restore and repair ourselves. Amen? Amen. And so... um, One thing I realized is one thing that makes it hard for us with this assignment, you know, assignments are going to stretch you. We have a plaque on our uh, kitchen wall that says, faith makes things possible, not easy. But I found out something else. Fear makes things much harder than they are. Because fear is false evidence appearing real. So today we're going to deal with a few things, about four different things that God has shown me that really kind of stopped us, stops us from getting on our assignment. And one of those things, I'm going to have to flow with you all because thank you so much, Tammy. I don't know what order my slides in, so when you just, whatever you put up there, that's what I'm going to flow with, okay? <laughs> so we go to our first slide, which I don't know. Okay, that first one we're going to deal with here is um, depression. Okay. You know, depression is one of those things that makes you want to not do anything. However, there are functional people who are, that have depression. You can be a functional anything. We were watching this crazy movie one time, and this psychiatrist made this statement. He said, depression is when you have no vision for the future. So you can promptly get out of your bed every morning, go to work, do whatever it is that you do. But if somebody stops, which my husband loves to do, he asks my children, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? If you have no answer, you have no vision. So if every day is just about going to the same job every day, going to the same school every day, taking it day by day, and never knowing what you want to do some years up the road, that means you have no vision. You might be depressed, especially if you're in a situation where you're not happy. You hate going to that job that you go to every day. You're in a situation that you don't like, but how am I going to get out? What is my vision for? What is my focus? And Jesus said, come to me all who are heavy, who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So first of all, you have to even recognize that you may be depressed. Something has happened that has kind of pushed you down to make you not be able to go where you need to go. What's that, what's that next slide? Now, the spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and despair. And I'm not going to go into the story, just to give you just a, a brief summary. Saul was this king who would not do what God told him to do. 
And when he didn't, he was in this, Tantus fight, had to kill all the Amalekites. He, 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 he didn't kill the king, let him go. Kept all the possessions for himself. God did not tell him to do that. And at that point, God gave him a spirit of fear and depression. And some of us today are depressed because of something that God told you to do. You did not do. And now you're depressed about it. However, because of this dispensation of grace that we live in, that's okay. Repent so you can get back on track and get on your assignment and do what God has for you to do. Amen? We're going to go to the next slide. Fear. You know, sometimes it's in the spiritual realm. And it, what I think about when we go to glory are some things that I'm not quite sure me and you all think about. It's just so many questions that I have. I want to know what fear looks like. I want to know what depression looks like. It's just so many different things that I want to know that I think about now. I just want to have that look into the spiritual realm. And you know, y'all, fear is something else. It's got to be one of the mammoth spirits. It has to be. And it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power and a love and a a self, I like to say sound, a self-discipline. You know, fear is one of those things that like on, on last night, one of the things that blesses me with my son doing MMA is I feel that he's facing a fear. My husband, my son, and I really I like. We don't like change too much. Don't like the unknown. You know, don't bring something out real quick. And you know, I hadn't had a chance to think about it. You know, um, you know, and, and, and that's why God blessed me with my husband. You know, because he is very. You know, I'm not spontaneous. No, he's very sporadic. You know, he comes up in just a minute and tells you to do something. And I'm like looking at him, you know. And so for my son to do this means he's facing a fear. Because when my, husband, when my son steps into that MMA ring, he knows nothing about these people that he's about to fight. Nothing. And that is so unknown to me. And that's so courageous to me for him to do that. Amen? Amen. Um, let's, let's go to, oh, I want to say this. I want to say this. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. When I was writing this scripture down, well, what made me write this particular scripture, I thought about how what God doesn't give you, he really doesn't want you to have. When my children come home, and particularly having a daughter, sometimes she likes to bring things home that do not belong to her. I have a problem with that. Especially when they get old enough and they bring some little boy's jacket home. You know, or whatever. And so when I do school supply shopping or whatever, I watch them even when they write with their pens and their pencils. Their I look at these things because I know what I have bought. And when I see what they have, and it's not, what I, what's wrong with the pencil I bought you? What's wrong with the pens I bought you? I don't like for them having things that I have not purchased. And I feel that in the spiritual realm, God says the same thing. What are you doing with fear? I did not give that to you. I've already given you the spirit of a power, love, and sound, well-balanced mind. So what are you doing with fear? I didn't give that to you, and I don't want you to have it. And that's the way I feel that God is telling us, I didn't give you that. Now, let me say this. Feelings is another thing. When it talks about what we will feel, oh yeah, you will feel afraid. 
but someone said bravery is doing it anyway. So it doesn't matter about what you feel. It's a matter of what you do. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to go to the next scripture. Romans 8.15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You know, when I think about fear, sometimes people proudly, even Christian people, proudly say what they're afraid of. If you get afraid of too many things, and you, you, know, you draw a line here, you're going to find yourself in bondage. You're going to be in a box. I'm afraid to swim. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid to, to do all these different things. When you're afraid all the time, that's bondage. You need to be free. We don't want to be afraid of everything. I remember one time, I didn't know this, but my son shared that he never wanted to fly. I'm like, what? That's, a, that's an opportunity. That's a privilege. I mean, God give, gave these men this, you know, insight to be able to do this. They studied a bird, and they, all of a sudden, they, we got an airplane. And so, at that particular time, what was so interesting to me, Miss Callie Heard, Miss Callie Heard, you know, is the ACT. She is the college guru, okay? And so, she comes up to me. We had just started the church. She came up to me, and she said, she was telling me about all these different workshops and different things. She said, there's an aviation workshop at uh, Wooddale. I said, Darius, there's an aviation workshop at Wooddale. And Darius, man, Darius looked at me like, you know, Ann. And so not only you all, and what, they're, what they were saying basically is, you know, that's just a huge market for us. You know, aviation, pilots, engineers, any part of it is so big. And so... Darius got for a whole week to go through an aviation workshop. And on one of those days, Mr. Darius got to fly a plane. They went out to Milton Yard. He said he came home and that, that morning. He said, I'm not going to do this. I said, yes, you are. And he said, what if I throw up? I said, take a bag with you. And... It was funny what he said, Mama, the plane was so old. He said, I think that the, uh, the pilots of Tuskegee must have flew a nose or something. <laughs> but the, at the end of the day, though, he got in that plane and he flew that plane. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Next slide. Rejection. Ooh. Now, that has to be another one of those ugly, big spirits. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. You know, we do, rejections are very interesting, Spirit, because rejection can have you so withdrawn that you stay away from people. However, it can have you to the point that you are an overachiever. You want to prove something to everybody. And regardless of what Jesus went through, he said he despised how people treated him. He despised that some of his family members didn't follow him. He despised the fact that people talked about him. Even if he did something good, they made something bad out of it. He disregarded the shame. And you know what? You are even coming up here, even with dealing with rejection, 
dealing with rejection myself, I realized that, y'all, you know what? If you're afraid of getting up in front of people, I read this book called Everybody is Normal Until You Get to Know Them. Okay? So people are people. Don't be afraid to approach, talk, get, get up in front of people because they probably have more issues than you do. So it's really okay. Amen? Go to the next slide. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Now this, this next one, um, this next one is distraction, okay? Okay. Tammy is so sweet. Um, you know, my husband was fussing because I was in there. Because this morning, he came up with this great idea. So, you want, you want slides? You know, and, and, of course, that takes time. And distraction is... <laughs> I don't know if any of you all know, but November 20th, they opened up the Tanger Outlet Mall, which is less than 10 minutes from my house. And I was at the Tanger Outlet Mall from 9 o'clock when it opened. What time we leave tonight? 6 o'clock? No, we didn't leave at 9.30. <laughs> and so the funny part about it is I could have been working on my slides and everything, you know, that Friday. But the Tanger Outlet Mall opened up. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go, but it, it, and I really felt a little offended because I didn't get the uh, invitation-only pass that Thursday. I don't know why, but anyway, I went Friday, and y'all was so nice, though. I mean, it wasn't even just about the shopping. See, they had sent me this, one store had sent me this 60% off coupon. And then, you know, they had some more coupons in the customer's, you know, carrot place. That's an extra 15%. <laughs> anyway, um... So my thing is, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to come on out, you know, and uh, it didn't work like that, and got distracted, yeah, because when I came in, you know, 60% is 60%, y'all, and so 60% off, and so when I was standing there, then I saw these other people going in their little booklets and getting out that extra, I'm like, let me go, because I didn't want to get in that line, so I would left, I said, hold this, I'll be back, and so, you know, just distracted. And so I'm sitting there after a while, you know, I don't walk and walk, y'all. Then it's lunchtime. And y'all, they had music. You know, music really sets the scene. They had, you know, a little pop over here, a little jazzy stuff, old school stuff. And it's like it just, and it was a beautiful sunny day. It just made the atmosphere. I'm by myself, y'all. I'm my only child, and I can do by myself, you know. <laughs> um, and so I sat down, and this little old lady came and sat beside me, and she told me about the... Uh, her her daughter-in-law had brought her there just to see the HDTV couple that had come there. And she said just made her day. She was so sweet. And then, y'all, <laughs> there was this nice little young man that came and sat behind me. <laughs> he, was, he was so polite. He sat down. He was, you know, I, just, you know, I checked people out. And I looked at him, and I felt a little silly moment, and I turned around, I said, can I take a picture of you? He looked up at me, he said, yes, ma'am, but can I ask you why? I said, because my daughter <laughs> has started kind of, you know, looking at guys, and I need to help her out. <laughs> and he said, um, okay. I wish I would put a picture of nice little guy. I mean, it wasn't just, was just the hour thing. He was just so polite. 
well dressed, just, just together. And so, um, and I said, and I, and I text Miss Janae my picture, and, and she, she texts me the picture of her friend back. And, and, okay. Just distraction, just distraction. Okay, let's go to the next scripture there. Okay. I think, okay. Okay, that's not, we're not, we're not on distraction no more. Okay, that is Romans 2 and 3. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Sorry. Since you judge, shit, that's right. Okay, we're going to skip that one because I don't know where that came in. Okay. I got distracted. Okay, this is a good one. We're on the right road again. Idle talk. Whether it be gossiping, whether just, you know, just talking about something that just does not matter and just you just talking and, you know, and I tell you this, you must give an account of on judgment day for every idle word you speak. You know, you all, um, my, when my, my dad passed, uh, my mom, you know, did, did not do very, very well. And there are many, many stages to grief. Okay, it's okay. And so um, she wasn't doing really well. And one day I was just sitting there, I had talked to her. And I said, Mama, I said, let's go to breakfast. Let me take you to breakfast. And I, I convinced her to go. And so at that time, Jordan was two and a half years old. So Mom, Jordan, and I, we went to breakfast. And so while we were sitting there in Cracker Barrel, my mom was saying everything negative she could Thing to say, and why'd you bring me here and look at their food? And I don't like this. And you know, we could have gone somewhere else, and I'm not hungry anyway. And she just went on and on and on and on. So, Mr. Jordan, as he is coloring his color page, not even looking up, he says, Grandma, you need to shut that mess up. <laughs> so, <laughs> and And when my mama regained her composure, okay, because here's something I found out. It's old school, I won't say country, rural, and it's old school city. My, my, my mother grew up uh, Mason, you know, home of Gus's Chicken. That's where my mama grew up. And um, so, you know, children are supposed to be seen, not heard, and I can't believe this. My two-and-a-half-year-old two grandson just told me that I need to shut up. And so she, and the first thing she said was, that sounds like something your mama would say. <laughs> and, and she's correct because when my children would say things that I didn't like when they were small, I would say, you need to shut that mess up. And so, um, you know, old school rule is interesting because one day we were at church, we were getting ready to leave, and I said, hey, y'all like pancakes and Perkins? I said, let's go get some pancakes. And my husband said, well, we can't go get no pancakes. I said, why not? He said, because my dear said we can't. Because my dear said we can't. <laughs> that's, that's old school country. Whatever you were taught to do, that is what you do. You don't do anything else. So if my mom at that particular time would have had some form of rod or discipline, she probably would have got my son right there because you just don't do stuff like that. But the thing of it is, is that that idle talk, you know what? She ain't said nothing else negative the rest of our meal. 
Because our words, you know, I, and, 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 and again, I raise my hand, just yield it. Just sometimes just talking about stuff that's not necessary. And, you know, and I, I guess this is Darius today, okay? Because one thing I can say about my son Darius, you know, he's the type of person, he don't have to have any talk time on his phone. Whatever you guys say to me, you can text him for me. I can, I can call Darius, no answer. I text him, immediate response. I don't need to talk on the phone. I don't need to use minutes for that. If you need to text, talk to me, just text me. <laughs> and that, I mean, someone of very, very few words, and when he does say something, most time you do need to listen. Amen. Amen. Those are the words. Is that all of you? Good grief. Is that time with y'all today? And you notice there's no leak today? Hallelujah. Amen, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, but just to wrap all of this up, just to wrap all of this up, because what time is it? Amen. That was good. Um, in our um, in our Bible study, we're um, watching Priscilla Shire. She's an awesome speaker, and in her Bible study, um, there's a five day study that you do through the week. And are there any military people in here who are familiar with uh, actionable intelligence? And so what she does is at the end of, the, uh, of that particular lesson, she has what she calls actionable intel, meaning that from everything that you've listened to, everything that you've read, you take from that and you apply it to your life. You know, you all, I have been around for a good little minute now, and I appreciate that. I really, really do. I would not trade my life to date again. I would not trade my life to be 16 again. There's just something I am cool with where I am. Amen. And so with that and with being, thank you, Lord, saved, my actionable intel is all of the different things that I have learned along the way, because this is what actionable intel is. It's information with a practical and relevant application about users of goods and services for purposes of business planning and strategy. So I have learned, you all, a lot of things. Some things I haven't quite, you know, mastered yet, but my words, realizing that I may feel fearful, but I don't have to act on it because God, because God has me, that I have the ability to not allow myself to be distracted. I'm still working on that one. The idle talk. So all of the different things that God has shown me in his word thus far. I'm putting those things in, together because at the end of the day, the word of God is the only thing that we have. I tell y'all, I promise y'all, y'all may think a situation is so, so hard, but I was sharing with the ladies, y'all, I, I mean, I dealt with depression, y'all. It was a horrible, horrible thing. Um, did I do depression? Did I do heaviness? I did. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And I remember the first time that spirit tried to uh, over, overtake, um, overcome me, you know, I was just in, having some quiet time. And I remember the spirit of God just told me, depression is a spirit. And so for whatever you may be dealing with, lying is a spirit. Lust is a spirit. I mean, whatever it is that you're dealing with, it's a spirit. And what the devil tries to do is he tries to justify, I had to tell that lie. 
She pretty. I had to look at her. He nice looking. I had to look at him. My husband not doing what he's supposed to do, so I had to step outside of my marriage. That's a lie. That's a spirit. And so I found out that something as simple as the scripture that says, I call out to the Lord. I'm sorry, I did not have a scripture reference for that. For that. I cried out to the Lord. He heard me and delivered me from my distress. I promise you, you may not hear anything, you may not feel anything, but God is true to his word. I don't have those days anymore where I hate for the daylight to come through the blinds. I don't have those days anymore where I don't want to do this and don't want to do this because I feel so bound up. You just speak the word and I promise you, y'all, things just start happening for you. It really, really does. And you cannot get around it without the assignment. You cannot get around it. I mean, it's going to stretch you. There's some things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to spend some time reading. You'll have to spend some time praying. You'll have to spend some time building your circle around people who help you not to be depressed, not to be distracted, not to be speaking idly, because if you can't be the bigger person, you have got to expand your territory, expand your circle. And all I can say to you is, I know we hear over and over again, we hear pray, read your word, pray, read your word, but we made something so simple so hard. Because one thing about it, if you do it, you are most definitely going to get results from it. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate your time today for listening to me. You've been such a beautiful audience, and I thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Give Miss King a great big hand clap of praise. Amen. Good job. Amen. <laughs> Come on, let us feel it. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for this day. We praise you for it. We give you the glory, the honor, and the thanks. We thank you for your word. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.